Welcome to episode three. On this episode, we are talking to Sophia Mavrudi, who is a digital learning specialist and a lecturer in English in the UK. We are talking about educators and the need for their continued adaptability to the changing education system. We talk about how the educators' continued learning impacts the students' learning experience. So, Sophia, you're a digital learning specialist and a lecturer of English. If I have got this right, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, you framed your work around education and the continuous upskilling of educators. Can you explain to me why you think it's important for um, educators to continuously upskill themselves and adapt to new learning methodologies and adapting to new approaches to teaching and learning? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think teachers are lifelong learners anyway. I don't think that you can be a teacher and survive the realities of a classroom if you're not a lifelong learner, if you're not a learner yourself. So uh, a classroom is by nature a unique entirety. So even if you teach the same lesson, it's never the same if you teach it to two classes because classes are unique and unpredictable. So you never know what questions students will ask, for example, how the lesson will unfold. You always need to be flexible and ready to change. Of course, apart from the classroom, the world that we live in, and I think we saw that during COVID-19, it evolves so fast and it changes that skills, methods, technologies become obsolete within five to ten years, maybe sooner. So if we don't innovate, then our teaching becomes stagnant. Uh, and as I said before, uh, this has become particularly important during the COVID-19 pandemic, where everything changed overnight and teachers had to adjust to change very, very fast. And most of them did. And they did because they are lifelong learners because they know that education never stops. It needs to be an ongoing process. Um, nobody predicted COVID-19 and lockdown. Yeah. So the ones who were prepared or the ones that were willing to adjust to the new realities were ahead of the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I experienced it with some of my lecturers. It was a, for some it was a hard adjustment and for some it was an easy transition into the digital virtual platforms. So how do you think this continuous learning of educators enhances the progress of the education system and furthermore the progress and experience of the student? Yeah, I think that if we agree that um, this lifelong learning at professional development is a mindset, then this says it all really, because it's all about development, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, educators and administrators and decision makers with this mindset, I, I think that they perceive challenges as a part of the learning process. They don't see mistakes as failures, for example, because mistakes give us new information and we can use this information to carry on developing and solving a problem. And again, I will go back to COVID-19 because this is our reality now mm -hmm. and 
the lockdown and school closures, uh, when schools had to move online overnight, uh, there have been mistakes on the way, simply because nobody was prepared and most teachers had never taught online before. Uh, and there was no time for preparation and for training. Um, so what they did was emergency remote uh, teaching, something like building the plane while you're flying it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's learning as you go along. And this is fantastic, not because it was perfect. It was far from being perfect, but because they turned a big problem, a huge problem, into an opportunity. Um, and so we need to keep improving this because the institutions that will be ahead of a game from September onwards will be the ones that will develop this emergency remote teaching to something more mature. Because what happened with emergency remote teaching back in March? Most schools, uh, understandably, digitize a face-to-face -face course, a face-to-face pedagogy, and moved mm -hmm. it online. <laughs> so the institutions that will be able to offer something better than this will be those that will approach the situation from now on with an open mindset, the ongoing learning mindset, and will be able to develop this model to an improved version. So these institutions will be able to offer a better product. And I think that this answers the question of how this mindset enhances students' learning experience. Actually, without this mindset, there would be no learning experience at all for students. It is because of this mindset that there was and there still is continuity of, of learning during COVID-19. And what I'm saying is that we need now to use this mindset to move from continuity to more sustainable online or blended learning solutions. Do you think that COVID will really change the education system to a place where it's implementing on a very grand scale online learning? Like it's both traditional learning, so we go to lectures and so forth, and on the online space, do you think this time, this period, this COVID period that we're experienced will significantly impact it to the place where it is actually shifting in that direction? Uh, absolutely. Uh, but the thing is, right now, we, uh, many institutions are online because that's the only way they can provide continuity to their students. Um, mm -hmm. So we don't know. We can't say, unless a vaccine is, is found, we can't say that we can go back to the classroom, for example. But there are different scenarios. Um, so I think uh, a blended learning solution would be where we are heading. Because um, what will we do with all this knowledge? I mean, teachers are now um, equipped with um, new skills and um, they know how to use technology. So yeah. it would be a real shame to just go back to how things were before. Absolutely. So what do you think are the key skills you would like to teach and draw out from your students? Well, skills vary from 
subject to subject. For example, mm -hmm. if you are a language educator, which is where I come from, this is my background. You want your students to develop their language skills. Uh, if you teach mathematics, yeah. you want them to learn how to work with numbers and how to solve problems and so on and so forth. But the key skills for all subjects, the skills that help people to thrive in the world that we live in, physical or yeah. virtual. Eh? So I don't want to say real versus virtual world because <laughs> because this would suggest that virtual is not real and this yeah. would be so wrong because in the last three months virtual was more real than the physical world so uh, terms and words evolve and the world is changing and the skills that people and our students need to thrive are the ones that um, some people, including myself, uh, call 21st century skills. Um, others, for example, the Global Institute for Lifelong Empowerment, you call them uh, lifelong skills or soft skills. But we are all talking about the skills and competencies that help students to, to evolve and, and cope with the, with the realities of the world that we live in. Um, you were just talking about 21st century skills. Soon yeah. you'll be adding to your title, the book author. You have a book coming out titled English for the 21st century skills. And essentially it talks about 21st century skills and how they can be integrated into language education. Could you tell us more about this? Yeah, absolutely. Very, very happy about this, uh, this project, really. Uh, it was a joint effort between uh, Daniel Seri and myself and uh, it's going to be published by Express Publishing and it includes chapters by an amazing group of educators and experts in, in the field of language education. So essentially um, we look at how 21st century skills can be integrated into the language classroom and we have an extended perspective of what 21st century skills are. We should not forget that we are 20 years into the 21st century. So, yeah. <laughs> so what was relevant 20 years ago might not be relevant anymore. So for mm. us, 21st century skills include, of course, uh, the four C's, creativity, collaboration, communication, and critical thinking, but also other important competencies, such as digital literacies, well-being, inclusion, visual literacy, leadership, sustainability. So for the 21st century educator, whatever the subject matter, all these skills are essential because we cannot really solve 21st century problems with um, 20th century solutions. And, mm -hmm. and it is our job as educators, whatever the subject we teach, to integrate these skills. So, so the book was written before COVID was finished before COVID, but it is more relevant than ever. Actually, I'm thinking that it was like it was written for the post-COVID era, because apart from technology, which is a substantial part of the book, it talks about how we can adapt to change in a creative and reflective way, um, how we can be globally com competent, how we can be how we can use technology in a productive way, but also be able to deal with the issues uh, that are associated with technology, such as 
digital disruptions, um, information overload, privacy, fake news. Um, and at the same time, it talks about uh, inequalities and divisions and well-being. And all these issues became so overwhelmingly apparent during the COVID-19 situation and Black Lives Matters movement, you know. So, yeah, the book is for language educators, any language, not just English. But I would say that most chapters would be of interest to all educators who wish to take a holistic approach to 21st century learning and teaching. So, um yeah, so for everyone uh, and anyone who shares this vision, um, this book will be published very soon. It might be published by the time this podcast is shared with, uh, with our audience. Can you give us an example of what this would look like in the classroom? This sounds very interesting to me. So in an English, I mean, traditionally in English classes, set work, um, learning the language and, well, I suppose in most language classes it's pretty much state work learning the language and the grammar and so forth but then when you integrate 21st century skills and just 21st century thinking i suppose in the language club what does that look like because we talked you talked about black lives matter i mean there's a lot of things that are happening in the world in regard to inclusion and so forth so what what would be a typical example of what that would look like in the classroom when integrating it in? Yeah, that's a lovely question because it gives me the opportunity to point out that these skills are not add-ons. For example, for English teachers, mm-hmm. we are not going to say, okay, what are we doing today? We are going to be teaching grammar. So let's put some let's also teach creativity or let's put some critical thinking here or for a geography teacher for example okay we're today we're learning about the states of america let's put some digital literacies no they -hmm. need to be embedded in what we do Uh, they need to be embedded in our methodologies and in our mindsets and in our pedagogies really so when students for example do projects and use technology as a means to an end, not an, as an end in itself, uh, mm-hmm. we, can, we can integrate chunks and talk about fake news and digital destruction okay. and privacy. So we don't really need extra time for 21st century learning because all these skills need to be embedded. And actually, I would say with, in the COVID-19 era, when most tuition has moved online or it is blended or is going to be blended, uh, now is an ideal time to teach these skills in context uh, mm-hmm. because online is, is the perfect place uh, to teach, for example, digital literacies. And also, um, I can't think of a better time to help students to develop critical thinking and collaboration and creativity because they need to find creative solutions to very serious problems in this ever-changing situation uh, with COVID-19. Um, because at the moment, whatever we plan, we need to have a plan B and a plan C, because <laughs> the, only, the only constant is, uh, is change during COVID-19. So uh, we and um, our students, we need to be able to adapt to change and find creative solutions. And this is uh, what this book is all about. 
I mean, it sounds very interesting. I um, I wish I could go back to school, to high school, just to have this integrated into my syllabus. Um, so we touched on this a little bit earlier, um, but how do you think, so as a result of COVID-19, with the school system changing, how does the education system capitalize on this time? So how does it renew itself in a way or update itself as a result of what the world is experiencing right now, mm-hmm. predominantly based off of COVID-19? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the education system is not one entity. There are different education systems. So it's different to just give one answer um, because I know that uh, context is key here. So what might work uh, in Europe, for example, it might not work in Latin America and so on and so forth. But I would like to say something that I said last month. uh, The Global Institute for Lifelong Empowerment organized a panel discussion on the future of education and it was moderated by Craig Johnson and I had the pleasure to be one of the panelists so I would like to repeat what I said there when a similar question came up. Um, The educational system and institutions are currently talking and we are all talking about different scenarios regarding Uh, what is going to happen in September and what we are going to do and how we can go back to how things were before COVID-19. But I think the best way to approach this question would be whatever happens, even if a vaccine is found tomorrow, we should not just go back to how things went. Yeah, in fact, the education system and we educators, we should not go back to how things were before COVID-19. We should go forward. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please check out Sophia's new book called English for 21st Century Skills. Also, if you want to find out more about what Sophia is up to and what she's doing, please go to her website, sophiamavrady.com. That's S-O-P-H-I-A-M-A-V-R-I-D-I.com. Hope to see you on the next episode.